This is the 40-year-old Bond Virgins podcast. This meeting is being recorded. Very nice. Very nice. Medium very nice. loud. Medium loud. It's good. I like it. Yeah. Good volume. Just That's nice. Yeah, it's all right. Good, good, good. Yeah. Like in your woodwork. Thanks, man. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, I'm cool. Fine Excellent. and dandy. Where you been? Where have I been? Mm. Oh, last week I went to the Isle of Wight. Yeah. Is it a Bond model location? No. Oh. <laughs> model villages. Two Fair model enough. villages in one teeny tiny village. Isn't the Isle other. of Wight classed as a model village anyway? <sighs> Do you know, we went and we all thought, <laughs> so I went with a friend and her daughter, and we all kind of commented on the fact that it. we all felt like when we would get there that we would all feel like we knew we were on a tiny island, as if we all somehow thought everything would be smaller and we could see all the edges or something. It kind of blew our minds a bit that it was just like being anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's really pretty. Really, really pretty. Never been. And the coolest, oh, it was, so you can get a hovercraft. It's 20 quid return, less than 10 minutes to just yeah. sit on a hovercraft, go over, then you can jump on a bus. And uh, the, the bit that we stayed in was pretty crazy in that. Um, we stayed in the Premier Inn and like leading up to the Premier Inn, it was right on the seafront and there was like a big house and a nice hotel. And then there would be this completely decrepit building falling to bits. And um, we went past one and it was just all like the windows were smashed. And there were these three kids. <laughs> and I don't know if my mind is just misremembering. It looked like they were all dressed in like turtlenecks and bomber jackets, like they were in the 70s or something, but they all had big sticks and they were just bashing the crap out of this old house that's fallen to bits and, you know, chucking stones at the windows and trying to break things out of it. And hmm. it's pretty like mad and old school. Yeah. It's it made my heart sing with joy. <laughs> <laughs> Proper old yeah. school vandalism. Yeah. Did you join in? No, but part of me wanted to. Your background's given me a seizure. Good. (laughs) (laughs) You keep cutting in and out, flashing and shit. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Tomorrow never dies. Tomorrow Never Dies, the 18th Bond film in the Eon canon. The that, second. That Bond means this is our 20th episode? 20th? Yeah. I feel like we should have done something. Too late now. Doing more than enough. <laughs> um, the second of the Pierce Brosnan Bonds. Mm-hmm. Sky gave it three out of five stars. IMDb 6.7, Amazon 4.5 as usual. I didn't check Amazon this week. That's your stats. Oh, 1997. Seven. Yeah. Is this Q's last movie? 
I kind of feel like the last one was Q's last movie because in this one he was just like I'm not sure he might have been dead and he was just like a puppet being like maneuvered mm. into position. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be in it. I mean, yes, I can't remember. It's this one or one more. Ah, how did you watch it this week? How did you watch it this week? I watched it on Amazon, which was stupid, really. Well, I watched it on Amazon for £3.49. I could have watched it on Sky for £1.99. But you can't watch them on Sky, go. I was watching it off my laptop in the bedroom because the kids had the front room, so I had to watch it on Amazon Prime. So I watched it in bed whilst painting my toenails. Hmm. Hmm. I've listened to four podcasts as research. I've done some reading. And I made notes with pen and paper. Fair enough. I um, I watched it a couple of weeks ago, and then I rewatched it with notes last week. I think, yeah, last bank holiday, wasn't it? So yeah, uh, all in one go. Quite enjoyed it the second time around. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. All right. Yeah, we'll see. Um, are we AI? doing AI first? Yeah, let's do AI. <laughs> right, let's see how. Okay. Here we go. I like how you look really happy before these. Okay. Let me just, what was the, can I, hold on. Yeah. So the question was, whatever happened to the man that was flattened by the inflating balloon in the old school BT phone box? And here's your answer. It was a dark and stormy night. The rain was coming down in sheets, and the wind was howling like a banshee. A lone figure, a man, was walking down the street, his head down against the wind. He was soaked to the bone, and he was starting to shiver. He saw a BT phone box up ahead, and he decided to go inside and call for a taxi. He opened the door and stepped inside. But as soon as he did, he heard a loud crash. He looked up, and he saw that the phone box was being crushed by a giant steamroller. The man screamed in terror, but it was too late. The steamroller flattened him like a pancake. The next day, the police arrived on the scene. They were baffled by what they saw. There was a giant steamroller parked in the middle of the street, and there was a flattened man lying next to it. The police were really baffled witnesses, but no one could tell them what had happened. The man had simply disappeared into thin air. The police eventually gave up and closed the case. The man's death was ruled a freak accident. But some people believe that there was more to the story. They say that the man was actually a victim of dark humor. They say that the steamroller was driven by a group of pranksters who had decided to flatten the man for laughs. Whether or not the man's death was a prank, it is a dark and twisted story that will stay with you long after you have read it. <laughs> there you go. Oh, another sad story about people giving up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No one gives up according to this speaking child. She's got such a bleak outlook on life. I've started calling her Gladys. Okay. She's not that glad. 
they were baffled. There was a steamroller and a fat <laughs> man who did not understand what had happened to him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, I like this feature. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, really good really good enjoying that <laughs> didn't tell us much about the balloon no um i don't think the balloon was part of the question was it or was it absolutely was yeah you didn't put it in did you i did i'll put down whatever you, you said at the time okay definitely balloon was in the question yeah there you go right right synopsis yeah Synopsi. Let's, Let's synopsis the synopsi out of this synopsinamina. Here we go. Okay. Elliot Carver, media mogul. He's trying to reshape the world's media dependence by creating conflicts between countries and using his position to report on them. Carver tries to get England and China to start World War Three, but not if Wei Ling has anything to do with it. Working for the Ministry of State Security of the People's Republic of China, she's on Carver's case. She has it all, a cueless lab, upgraded gadgets, lock-picking earrings, grappling hook belt. Not that she needs any of it, because you can also kick ass with the best of them. Whaling has 48 hours before the two countries' battleships are in range to attack each other. Can she do it? Only time will tell. Oh, and James Bond does some stuff as well. <laughs> I mean... I mean, that all sounds new to me. New? Oh, you didn't watch new. this one. <sighs> right. So I'm going to, I'm going to, before we get going, mm. I'm telling you now, this film made me want to call inside my own throat and suffocate myself. I'm telling you now, I'm giving it minus one. I only have five things to say about this film. I'm going to tell them now, and then the rest of the episode is up to you, because this was some bullshit. First of all, this is the first Bond film that was less than two hours. Thank fuck. Second thing, Cheryl Crow, awesome song. Don't remember it at all, but sounds like the kind of song I would have loved at that age. Brilliant, but does sound a lot like uh, A Town Without Pity by Gene, whatever his name is, Pitney. The Terrorist Bazaar. Bazaar is the strangest name for like getting together to trade weapons. It makes it sound like some kind of Christmas fate where they're swapping things around. The guy from Ghost was very, very funny. The guy that says, get off my train, as the hitman that has to apologize for not being able to open the car. And scuba. And that's me done. The rest is up to you. Oh, okay. Should we just skip to the end then? I mean... I got nothing. Fair enough. It was shit. Get to the end. <laughs> what are you giving it? How many money pennies are you going to get this movie? Minus one. Okay. I'll give it a four. <laughs> what was good about this film, Lee? Ah. Uh... You didn't watch it, so it doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> Skip it. <laughs> I mean, I did watch it. Is this right. it? Are we calling it quits? Your face is lit up to do that. 
Yeah, if, if you yeah, you might as well, aren't we? If you're not if you're not going to play Kelly, then we might as well just all go home. Yeah.